Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 255. Fire. 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 Your daily dose of inspiration, encouragement, and energy from the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. Prepare to ignite now. This is Entrepreneur on Fire with John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneur on Fire. Special announcement, Fire Nation. You will only be hearing this if you downloaded this episode on July 1st, 2nd, or 3rd. Three of my close friends, Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income, Adam Baker of Man vs. Debt, and Rick Mulready have put together an incredible package of the top online courses at an insanely low price, only available for 72 hours, July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Then they'll be gone forever. If you want to watch a video that explains all, go to eofireaction.com today. That's eofireaction.com. Fire Nation, are you an aspiring or new entrepreneur who's looking for a community of like-minded individuals who can offer support, tools, resources, and advice as you start your entrepreneurial journey? Fire Nation Elite is here to provide you with just that. 100% support, 100% of the time. Visit FireNationElite.com to fill out your application and schedule a 15-minute one-on-one chat with me today. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Kaway Suplicy. Kaway, are you prepared to ignite? John, I am on fire. Let's do this. (laughs) I love it. Kaway is the founder and CEO of Barnana, the super potassium snack. After a career competing professionally in triathlons and producing self-designed road bikes aptly named Suplicy Bicycles, Kaway has turned his attention to the healthy snack food category. The two premier products of Barnana are the raw organic chewy banana bites and the organic chewy chocolate banana bites. Both are gluten-free, kosher and vegan, making them delicious and nutritional snack for all ages. And Fire Nation, little side note, I awoke this Saturday morning to a goodie bag of these treats, so I can say from firsthand experience, yummy. Giving Fire Nation a little overview, Cowway, but take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then give us an overview of your business. Definitely, John. Uh, thanks for having me here. Yeah. I have been listening to your podcast for the past few weeks, and uh, I'm very thrilled to be part of this now. Cool. I am originally from Brazil, if you cannot tell from the accent. <laughs> um, grew up in Brazil. Uh, since an uh, early age, I had a, a design sense. My dad was an architect, so that's what I thought I was going to be. That was, I always had that artistic side of me. Um, Ended up going to architecture school. At the same time, I was uh, doing triathlons professionally. And in 2001, I decided that I didn't want to be an architect. And I really wanted to follow my passion and become a professional athlete. That's when I called the quits in school and ended up moving to the United States to race triathlons professionally. So at 20, I was 21 at the time. So that was a, a bold move to, to do, but I figured that if I want to do this well and follow my passion, San Diego was the place to be. That was the birthplace of triathlon. So moved to the United States in 
2006 decided to bring back that artistic uh, and design side and it started Suplicy Bicycles combined um, my, my passion for the sport and the design side that I was missing. Did really well on that. Into, and last year it started uh, Barnana. So while we're doing Barnana, like you said, we have two products, uh, the original product, which is like a, just one ingredient bananas and then the chewy chocolate chocolate banana bites. What we're trying to do here is to improve that product that is America's most beloved fruit, bananas. We love bananas, but think they could be a little better. So bananas are the evolution of bananas. Bananas are great, but they have a very short shelf life. If you don't eat your bananas in four to five days, they'll go bad. They also don't travel really well. If you put a banana in your backpack or purse, that's going to become a mess. At Barnana, our product has a almost two-year shelf life, and all the nutrition content from the banana is preserved. They're also a little bit more convenient. You have five whole bananas in a little bag. They taste really good. All the potassium um, concentrated potassium in the bananas is preserved. So you have a little bag packed with potassium and over 20 vitamins. So we're just trying to change the way Americans eat one banana at a time. Well, Calway, I can say firsthand experience that your packaging is gorgeous. But number one, I had no idea that A, it had a two-year shelf life. So that's incredible. And this is coming from an army officer who used to eat MREs, they were called, meals ready to eat when we were out in Iraq. And those had a 50-year shelf life. And that was just <laughs> not good tasting food. But I can tell you, this has a two-year shelf life. That's incredible. And number two, you said there's five bananas in one of those packets? Correct. Wow. So that makes bananas even more convenient. That is incredible. And I can tell you, I had no idea that when I ate that packet that I was eating five bananas because it went down pretty quickly, Fire Nation. I'm a little embarrassed to admit. And don't worry, there's no side effects from eating too much bananas or potassium. <laughs> <laughs> so you're good. Okay. So I'm not turning into a monkey. That's a good thing. That's step number one, which I'm pretty impressed about. And number two, it is very easy to travel with. I can only picture it because again, it comes in this very small sealed bag. So you can just toss that into your carry-on. What a perfect snack for a plane ride. But man, we're going to dive way more into Barnana and everything about this later on in the interview, Calway. But before we do, as you know, being a listener, we love starting off with success quotes at Entrepreneur on Fire to keep that motivational ball rolling. So what do you have for us today? So this is a quote that I love and uh, really explain uh, what being an entrepreneur is. So here we go. Entrepreneurship is living a few years of your life like most people not, will not. So you can live the rest of your life like most people can. And this you can uh, interpret this uh, quote in different ways. And for me, it's not just uh, how hard it is to be an entrepreneur and like the, the rewards are big. It's more like the journey. If you have a regular job, you, you expect uh, things every day and that will normally happen. Um, it's, it, most of the time is boring to me. And uh, being an entrepreneur, like every day is different. Um, some days are harder than the others. You don't have the security from a normal, normal job. But it's very rewarding. Every day we're learning new things. Every day is exciting. And yes, like a, at the end of the, the journey, you might have a big reward. That might not happen also. So you have to be willing to gamble. And if it doesn't happen, you can always uh, try again. 
So, Calway, share with Fire Nation just the quote one more time, the quote alone. Entrepreneurship is living a few years of your life like most people will not. So you can live the rest of your life like most people can't. Wow. I mean, those words are just so valuable on so many levels for entrepreneurs to realize as they go forward in their journey. And Calway, Entrepreneur on Fire is all about the journey. And you're our spotlighted guest. So this is about your journey. And I'm just fascinated. Let's go back to when you were 21 years old and you arrived in San Diego. Take us there real time and share with us how your professional career in triathlon started. So it was exciting and scary at the same time. You're coming to a new country. Um, you don't really know anyone. You didn't really speak the language. So, um, but there was a lot of things that I wanted to learn. And at the time, this was the place to be. So that's what I, I, I needed to be. Because for me, it was like not being the best athlete in the area where like there was nothing happening in that sport. So I want to come to the hub and the center of triathlon. So, Kawai, we want you to tell us the story. So explain to us, paint the picture. You arrived in San Diego. What happened next? So I arrived in San Diego, didn't know uh, much. So what I did first, I went to the local pool and enrolled into the master's program. I knew that that's where I would find uh, other like, uh, like-minded people, other athletes. So that was the first step to really create a, a network of athletes that already knew what they were doing in this area that would kind of guide me to where to go from that step on. So what was your first breakout moment when you got to San Diego, you joined the pool, you started meeting people in the athletic environment? A little cool story is that like, what sparked the idea to come to San Diego was reading in a magazine in 1996, this article that was written by Chris McCormack. He was the triathlon world champion at the time. And uh, what he wrote is that half of the year he would spend in San Diego training and the other half in his native country, Australia. So that's when I decide if I want to do well, I need to go to San Diego. And what was really unique to me is one of my first races, I was lined up in the starting line and I looked next to me, it was Chris McCormick, wow. the, the guy that inspired me to come to the country. And he ended up finishing first. I finished second. Uh, we ended up becoming friends. And uh, it, it still talk until now. So that was uh, five years uh, after reading that little article. I ended up racing side by side to that guy that inspired me to come to this country. And now we're good friends with him. So now you're 34 years old. It was all inspired by an article written in 1996 by Chris McCormick. That's just fascinating stuff. So let's continue the vibe of these stories. Like you just told us that great story. That was so interesting, Calway. So Let's go forward now in your entrepreneurial journey. What was one of your first massive failures when you just fell flat in your face? And how did you overcome that? I don't really see anything as a failure. Like it's almost like a, how it was when I was racing. Like a, a lot of races didn't go as well as planned. So you always look back and try to analyze what you went wrong so you could improve for next time. And in, in business, what I really learned is that doesn't matter how well you are prepared, there's always something that might go wrong. So I learned a lot from my bicycle company. Things are going really amazing, but what, what could go wrong went wrong. So, uh, and I was not prepared for that. I was not really well capitalized like I should be. 
So that's what I really learned, like prepare like yourself for the worst because uh, most likely it will happen. So your venture into bikes did not work out as well as you planned. You learned some things, you had some successes, you had some failures, but you moved forward, you moved past it. Take us further into your journey now. Take us towards Barnana. What was that aha moment, that lightning bolt that went off inside that you said, wow, this is something that needs to be created. This is a niche that needs to be filled. And share with us how you turned that into success. I think that for some people, that moment happens, like, a, like you said, just in a moment. And for me, it was uh, throughout a period of time. After living in the United States for a few years, I noticed that some of my Brazilian favorite snacks were coming to America and becoming a huge hit in the grocery stores. And some examples example of those snacks are the coconut water and the acai berry. They're now available in several different like, flavors and, and formats. Growing up in Brazil, you would drink a coconut water out of the coconut. You go for a run in the park or go to the beach and the coconut, they would sell you a coconut, chop the top off, put a straw, and that's how you had coconut water. So I saw that product being uh, transformed and catered to a, the American market. Um, after coming here, every time I went back to Brazil to visit my family, is to bring these dry bananas that I grew up eating. They were partially dehydrated organic bananas. They had all the nutritional content preserved. They were just a little bit more convenient, and they tasted great. And I noticed that that product was not available here. So after seeing the coconut water and the acai come, I decided to, to bring those bananas because I knew if I didn't bring them, someone else would. So it was a combination of seeing other products come here and my own lack, like, not lack, but like a, my own desire to have that product available here. That's what sparked the idea to bring banana. Calway, Entrepreneur on Fire, it's about us, the listeners, learning from your successes, from the obstacles and challenges that you faced along this way. So let's go to that point where you said, okay, I know what I want to do now. I want to bring partially dehydrated bananas to the mainstream here in Southern California, to the United States. What specific steps did you take at that point? Anything in business, the first step is to take action. Just make a call, try to find out more about that product, find out more about the industry, and just really uh, take action. So what calls and what action do you specifically take? So in my case, I started like, looking for producers of bananas in Brazil. Okay. And there was a similar product there, so like, I, I reached out to, to those companies. That didn't work out, so I started calling other countries and uh, just tried to, to find out where I could find those bananas. And your goal was to potentially import from those countries to America. Exactly. So what was your first breakthrough going through that? I believe first breakthrough is when I first re- received our first shipment of actual product. I was like, oh, okay, we have something tangible and we have those uh, bananas here. Okay, well, actually, let me take us back. How was that first connection made to get that first shipment in? Who was that first company that gave you that opportunity that said, yes, we have bananas for you? We actually called several different countries and received samples from uh, different suppliers across South America and decide um, into which, which one is the best banana. So that was a huge evolution of, of the product. But uh, that happened at the beginning of uh, 2010, 
And um, now we have a great relationship with the supplier in South America and are already processed over half a million bananas in wow. about six months. Wow. Well, there are five per package, so that does add up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what country are these coming from? I, I must know, Kauai. We, we bring them from several different countries. We don't really want to rely in, in only one country because natural disasters do happen. So we bring bananas from different locations, but... Um, Brazil, of course, and uh, Ecuador. Ecuador has a huge supply of organic bananas. Our product is 100% organic, so that's very important. And uh, Ecuador is, a, is one of the big suppliers. Okay, so let's go back now to when you started sharing about that first breakthrough, when you received that first supply, that first shipment of bananas. What did you do at that point? So we had to process them. <laughs> so that was another step to like, find someone in the United States that could help us do that. And it wasn't easy. It was the same way, just calling every single company uh, and until we found someone that could help us. Talk to us about that actual breakthrough again. This is the story, Cowie. We want to actually hear that conversation, you going out, checking out their facilities, and then setting up shop. Tell us about that. There's not really a, a formula to success or how to do a business. Every, every scenario is different. So that is one of the most difficult things about starting a new business. You just got to go out and knock at the doors until you find the right person. That's what I did. I went all over California and other states and looked for someone that could develop what I was looking for. And it took us a long time. We tried with different companies. Some thought they could do it and it didn't work. So we went to the next one until we find some, found someone that we could rely on and could grow with the company. And now, where was this supplier located at? So, uh, it's all done here uh, local in California. We now have um, a manufacturer in North Cal, uh, near San Francisco, and one here in California, near uh, Los Angeles. Let's keep going forward through this process. So, that was back in 2010 when you were starting the process of finding the dehydrated bananas tasting them, testing them, figuring out that right shipment aspect of it, and then back here in the United States, finding the right facilities to actually produce exactly what your vision was. And so then things start rolling off the line. Talk to us about some successes that you had early on when Barnana hit the market. So we officially launched Barnana last year in March and Natural Food Expo West. That is the biggest natural food expo in the world. And it was just amazing to see the response from local retailers, uh, brokers, and just general people in the, in the industry. But our th I think the biggest breakthrough and moment was when uh, Barnana hit the Whole Foods stores. And we could see this huge Barnana displays. So that was a big moment for me because that's when my vision became reality. That's just a huge moment for anybody that's producing a product, a service, when it actually starts getting picked up mainstream and other people start talking about it and start noticing about it. Do you have any major press breakthroughs where they were really taking Barnana and just showing it to the world? We have bloggers writing about the product every week. We have magazines uh, writing about us. We had Fox News came to our office. So we're very fortunate with, with the media 
I think once you have a product that is good and is good for people with a good branding is a winning combination. And I think that's what we have that on Barnana. Well, one thing that I love about Barnana, and I've mentioned this one time, but I would like you to get into it to kind of describe the process of how you guys landed on where you're currently at right now. And that's packaging. Your packaging is just a home run. It looks so clean, so simple. I know exactly what I'm getting when I open it up because it's almost like the packaging looks, smells, feels, tastes like what's going to be inside. So share with us that process, the different things you went through to get to your final product right now. So that was not something that happened like a, overnight. There was a huge evolution of the package design. But the idea behind was like, how can we draw attention from consumers that don't know anything about us? So that's why we have those beautiful colors that really express what the product is, the green from the banana leaves and the yellow from the bananas. And also we wanted to create something that would take you back to that Amazon forest. Right, and that's what that, I feel. Like, that organic feel. That's why the bag is, uh, has a matte finish and that really makes the product look organic. So it's very tricky to express what is inside not having a picture or like a bigger explanation about the product. So that was our biggest challenge is how can we express all the feelings that you have once you eat the banana on the outside of the package. So I believe we accomplished that with those natural elements from the bananas and the banana leaf. Well, in my mind, you did accomplish that, Coway, because now that you mentioned it, I didn't really notice at the time, but thinking back, that matte finish, that was a big deal, and that was part of it. When I first picked it out, out of the bag, I was like, wow, this just feels wholesome. This feels raw, organic, vegan. It felt all of these things, and it felt Amazon, and I liked all of that. Thank you, John. I think that first impression of the exterior really heightened my anticipation and helped with my first impression on the taste. So, I mean... Great job all around. Thank you. Our package just received an award from uh, Natural Food Expo West this year from one of the best uh, packages from the whole show. You have over 5,000 companies there, and they just chose 30 companies, and we were one of them. Wow. So how big is the Barnana team right now? So the Barnana team is, uh, uh, in fact, a small team. We have um, four guys full-time, and then... Other brokers and sales, uh, sales force that work with us, but like the core team is a, is a small team. We have Matt Clifford. He's in charge of uh, finance and operations, and the guy is a genius on, on those numbers. I'm very fortunate to have him uh, on part of the team. Nick Ingersoll, he's in charge of marketing and design, social media guru, and Scott Presnow. This guy is amazing. He's a guru in the sales industry uh, for for the natural food industry. So brings a lot of knowledge and experience to Barnana. Wow, that is just powerful stuff, Calway. Just that team. There's nothing more important than the team. And every time you talk to an experienced entrepreneur or you watch Shark Tank, whatever it may be, all of the experienced entrepreneurs say, you know what? I don't care a ton about the product. I care about the team and the people involved. You guys have a winning combination because not only do you have a killer product, but it sounds like how you've put together a killer team. So I really I- contribute the success Barnana has today because of our team. We all have different skill sets that when combined, we have a recipe for success. And that's the advice that I give to anyone starting a company. Really build a team that can complement you 
in the areas that you're not the best. So if you bring other people that are really good at what they do, the chances that you're going to be successful are much higher. Now, that's just plain and simply easier said than done, Calway. So how did you do it? How did you build this all-star team? Just talk to people, um, when, go to the universities, and, and, and just meet people. That's, that's the easiest way. Just tell people what, what you're doing. There's always someone that's going to be interested and want to be part of that. And network. After ne- network, yeah. After like a man tries, you're going you're gonna to find uh, the right people. So, Calway, share with Fire Nation one thing that's just really exciting you right now. Really exciting me right now, I think, is an amazing moment to be in the organic food industry. I believe there's a revolution happening in America. People are more conscious about what they eat. We all have seen the talk about the non-GMOs and the food labeling. So it's very exciting to be in this industry right now and to be part of the revolution. And I'm very happy to contribute like, to a, uh, and, and create a product that is really changing the way Americans eat. And that's very important for me. It's not about creating just a business and making money. It's a business that is sustainable and is adding something to our communities. So that's our whole goal is to create a product that is good for you. So it's very, very exciting to be part of that industry. And at this time when people are getting more conscious about what they eat and trying to change their habits and change like our regulations. So that is what's exciting me right now. Great insights, Kawai. So we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions. And you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds good. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think I always be an entrepreneur. And um, there was nothing really holding me back. From the moment that I moved to the, to the United States, I was already being an entrepreneur. Like my, my business was my, my body and my racing career. So that is me. And that's what I always did. That's what I know. My business is my body. I love it. So what's your workout schedule look like nowadays? Now, what really excites me is Barnana. So I pretty much work all day and I try <laughs> to get a little run uh, once in a while. Well, I hope when you go on those jogs, you tune into Entrepreneur on Fire every now and then. Oh, totally. <laughs> I, I thought that. <laughs> You're the man, Calway. So what's the best advice you've ever received? I think one of the best advices is not to grow too fast. And once you start a business, there's a lot of companies, a lot of opportunities. It's stick to what you know is going to work and stick to the plan. Someone once told me Costco will be there next year and the year after. And it's very hard when, once you're starting a company, there's a lot of opportunities out there. Costco approached us a year ago and we decided to say no. That was a difficult thing. But I think it will pay off in the long run. Sometimes that's the mistake that small companies do is expanding too fast. There's a lot of growing pains that come with that expansion. So just don't be afraid to sometimes say no and grow in a sustainable way. The man who said no to Costco, I can see a blog post now. I love it. (laughs) A great quote that I hear over and over again on Entrepreneur on Fire is, hire slow and fire fast because there's just no rush of putting together that perfect team, which we've talked about and which it looks like you've done or at least started to do. And that's something that we're really applying in our company. 
I think uh, life is too short to be hanging out with people that you don't like or they're not good enough, and we need to have fun together. So that's one of the most important things for me. Love that, Coway. What's something that's working for you right now? I think, like we said before, what is working for me right now is my is my team, the Barnana team. We work together really, really well, and that that works amazing. So the best, like you said before, just build a team, and and that will make a huge difference. Get people with different skill sets that will complement each other, so you will have a winning combination. Do you have an internet resource, Coway? like an Evernote that you are just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I do love Evernote. Use that a lot. I have one uh, internet resource that is working really well for me and it's so simple, similar to Evernote. And it comes uh, on iPhone or any uh, Apple product and it's the photo stream. It's really, really simple and I didn't really know I had that for a long time. Being in the Package goods uh, industry. We are always taking pictures of uh, our displays in the grocery stores or uh, production in our uh, facilities or the farms. And with the photo stream, we're able to share those photos in real time with everyone in the company. So you always know where to find them. Before we had to send those massive emails with high resolution pictures, and it was always a hassle to find the photos and go back to the emails. Now we have all the photos from different sources in one quick location. So it's very simple, but works really well for us. Love that. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Suplicy. And I challenge you to spell that, or you can just go to entrepreneuronfire.com, <laughs> click on the podcast tab, and he'll be one of the more recent people whose interview just went live. So Coway, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? I recommend Raising the Bar from Gary Erickson, the founder of Cliff Bar. So this is a book that I really resonate as he is in the same industry, but is a great book for entrepreneurship. He tells the story and how he started his company, the growing pains, what he learned along the way, and at the end, how he said no to one of the biggest corporations and said no to a really big paycheck because he decided that they would change his company and that was not part of his dream. So it wasn't easy, but he decided not to sell like a last minute and walk out of the, the meeting room. So it was a great book. We'll learn a lot reading this book. Raising the Bar and Fire Nation. You can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. It's a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners. eofirebook.com. So, Coway, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? John, that actually kind of happened with me when I moved to San Diego in 2001. The difference is I had a thousand dollars. But was your food and shelter taken care of? Uh, not really. So uh, <laughs> yeah, take another half. So it's like uh, it was four hundred bucks left. YMCA baby. All right. Yeah. So I would say, like we, we like we mentioned before, just build your network. Right. Because in business, that's one of the most important things. Find use your computer 
to find where the like-minded people are meeting and go to that place and try to, to build a network. Um, a friend of mine just launched a book last week called Your Network is Your, your Network. Net yes. So I really believe in that. And that's what I would do with my, my first week, just try to meet like a local, like-minded people. Well, Calway, I love that answer. I love your story. I love Barnana. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. I would say if you're not really happy doing what you're doing, change it. It's never too late to change. So take action. Some people are afraid to take the first step. Promise it will be okay. It will pay off at the end. So just take action. You can uh, contact me uh, through uh, barnana.com or through our Facebook page, Facebook backslash barnana. And John, I would like to extend a little promotional, co promotional code for your listeners. If wow. anyone out there are interested in, in trying barnana, we created uh, a code for you. And uh, I'll challenge you to guess what the code is. Fire. Fire, you got it. Yes. So just go to barnana.com, uh, a shopping cart, and we'll receive 20% off to try Barnana with the discount code FIRE. 20% off. That's real dollars. That's huge. Thank you for that, Kawai. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, it's my pleasure. And again, Fire Nation, you can find the links to everything that we've talked about, entrepreneuronfire.com slash Coway Suplicy. We're also going to have that fire code link to get 20% off of Bar Nana, which again, I'm telling you, and I'm not just saying this, Fire Nation, this is some good stuff. So Coway, thank you for being so generous with your time, expertise, experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. That was awesome. Special announcement, Fire Nation. You will only be hearing this if you downloaded this episode on July 1st, 2nd, or 3rd. Three of my close friends, Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income, Adam Baker of Man vs. Debt, and Rick Mulready have put together an incredible package of the top online courses at an insanely low price, only available for 72 hours, July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Then they'll be gone forever. If you want to watch a video that explains all, go to eofireaction.com today. That's eofireaction.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.